It's the Paddle Woo Podcast. What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Paddle Woo Podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson, and it has been an incredible week in the world of Paddle Woo and the world of Blue Zone Sup. And I'll give you guys a little recap right now before we get into our show today. The show today is with the South African Corbin team. We've got Tom King and Taryn King uh, and their traveling partner, Justin Bing. And that's kind of funny for the jokes and the rhymes. But uh, great folks who did very well in the World Tour event in Huntington. Got to watch them live from the beach. And then did very well yesterday, I am recording this on Monday morning, did very well yesterday in the Pacific Paddle Games. So that was fun to watch as well, even though we don't really cover the racing side. But the technical races going through surf, I actually do enjoy watching. Um, All right, let's start off with some Blue Zone news. Blue Zone is proud to announce that we finally have a permanent uh, facility here in Nosara, Costa Rica, right in the heart of Playa Nosada and Playa Guiones. We have a 3,300 square foot, five or six bedroom home, depending on how you configure it. A really nice house, pretty luxury. Jungle Lux is what I like to call it. Uh, that we are running our luxury private retreats and surf camps out of now. Um, we're running one this week. It's been a ton of fun. We've had some good waves. We actually scored a wave north of us a few days ago couple feet overhead about six people sharing the, the the peak there it was amazing offshore winds until two o'clock in the afternoon can't beat that in october which is our generally our worst month for surf um so that's amazing so come on down hit me up eric e-r-i-k at paddlewoo p-a-d-d-l-e-w-o-o.com for more information on being a part of one of our retreats and you can set it up we're non-denominational as far as what we like to do. So we're SUP-focused but non-denominational. So if you want to come down with some shortboard buddies, that's all good and because uh, we do it all. So, But we're SUP-focused, and we've got the private photographer, videographer, travels around with us, and you learn a lot from breaking down the video. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, some news from Huntington. It was really cool to be on the beach there and watch the level of surfing. It's cool. It's It's neat to be able to watch on the videos but then when you actually surf with these guys and and being out there at the morning surfs before i did the event did terrible uh waves were knee high and we never have knee high surf and i'm not making excuses uh not at that level but i didn't have a fighting chance at knee high surf had it been head high maybe i'd have made a round or two but i did not uh but it was amazing getting to surf ahead of the event in the mornings with everybody everybody was there and all the guys super nice guys you know like hanging out with Mo and Kayo and Zane. And we've got some fun stuff that we're going to be doing in the future here that I cannot announce yet. It's killing me not to be able to announce it, but Paddlewood is going to do some cool stuff. I cannot wait for that. But being next to Mo in the lineup when he's sinking his board down to his waist, it's an impressive feat. And especially because they're doing it in some conditions that are not great. Like I've always thought that, all right, yeah, you could paddle the really small boards when it's super glassy but these guys are doing it when it's not glassy and there's a lot of water moving around and a lot of current and that's just impressive and if you watch the paddle games yesterday and you saw how mo had that start and just absolutely destroyed the field incredible he's due too i mean if you watched him at huntington he had the huntington race one and then just that unlucky bump came through and i was bummed for him there but he got it back and it was cool to see his tenacity there just to kind of make a statement and just, you know, go 
go out there and own it in that final. That was a lot of fun. Um, surfing those with those guys was amazing. Seeing what Poe and Ike was doing, he deserved to win that contest. He was ripping. Uh, he, and on little tiny waves, too, where it's just hard to get moving, and he's doing those big tail-off rotations. It was, uh, it was super neat. Um, I got a couple boards while I was out there. Some some things to talk about there. Got a a new JP. The JP is the seven six by twenty seven, and then had a custom board made from Colin, which is a seven six twenty six five. Uh, the JP comes in at ninety two liters. The Hobie uh, raw is coming in at eighty five eighty six. It was eighty six when it was cut. Colin says it's probably eighty five now. Um, start with the JP. It's an all right board. I like it. It is still has some of those characteristics of the seven, four that I don't love, which is that it's kind of slidey and bottom turns. It's got a lot of buoyancy, but it's hard to keep a rail in the water. Um, and it doesn't like to do rail turns. It's great for hitting the lip when it's a little bit steep, but, and it's sliding the tail around, kind of throwing the tail around. It works, but it doesn't really work for actually doing a real cutback, like a real rail turn. And uh, I'm really impressed though riding that board. Talking to Kiahi out there too, and just watching him surf little waves, he kills it. There's a part of me that'd like to see him maybe surf uh, some of the other guys' boards too, and see what he looks like surfing those boards as well. Um, but then again, he is not really riding the same exact production model. He was riding a seven eight twenty six instead of the seven six twenty seven, and it looked a little bit more bladey, a little bit thinned out, and so that was good. Uh, the Hobie, though, on the other hand, is an absolute amazing board um the rail the way the rail lines are working there how light it is i had it glassed really light and i'm terrified now because i think i'm gonna break it but i had it glassed at six ounces on the top and four on the bottom only one one sheet of glass there and what with a carbon inlay and a double carbon inlay on the deck where i stand but it's soft i mean you can squeeze it and, and she'll hoover around a little bit and i've surfed it now in uh, some big surf a couple times, but I'm protecting it like crazy. I'm taking a couple for the team there to keep the board safe. But it's amazing how much of a difference a light board makes. It's coming in right under 10 pounds. Most of the boards I'm riding are like 13, maybe 14 pounds. And even with the extra couple inches in length there, because I've been riding a lot of 7.4s, uh, it's coming around a lot quicker off the top. Um, and so you're really able to just throw it up there. And the only other board that I've ridden that's felt like that is uh, one of uh, Fisher Grant's boards that I rode, or Kieran's, I don't remember who. But And that one, just the way it comes around, you can it feels very similar to like a short board. And then when you throw the paddle in there, you're really able to whip it around, and that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. Um, so loving the custom boards. I think that's my 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 path here in the future i've got a couple changes i'd love to make to this hobie uh, but it's already i'm saying it's magic i'm saying it's probably the best stand-up that i've written and i can paddle it at 86 liters it paddles just fine and compare it to i rode the starboard yesterday just after i've been riding the hobie for a week decided to ride the starboard for a day and man it's a lot of work being that far underwater and falling and missed i missed three good waves yesterday that had I been on the Hobie, I definitely would have caught. And being on the starboard, I missed him because I just cooked out paddling in because you're two feet underwater when you start off. Um, and I don't know if it's worth it. Uh, so unless you're competing for a world championship, which there's no chance of me doing that anymore, uh, you know, it's uh, it's probably worth having a couple extra leaders. And there's a couple guys that I spoke with out there. You'll hear it from the South Africans on this podcast right now. Kiahi was saying the same thing. 
they don't see the reason to go that small Colin as well. Uh, but the best in the sport are going well uh, submarine and it's working for those guys surfing and you watch them, you watch them paddle it and it's amazing. Now the one common factor that they all have is that they're all uh, 17 to 22 years old. So maybe that's a factor in there too. All right, let's get into the podcast for the day. Today we have Tom and Taryn King and Justin Bing, the South African team. In the episode, we dive into all sorts of fun stuff. It's a different format. I mean, it's the first episode that we've recorded live in on location there in Huntington Beach, and we had a two-mic setup, and so you lose a little bit of the natural conversation. It's more of an interview-style question and answer, but there are some gems in there, some good stuff, lots of, lots of good information. Uh, hear about the boards they're riding, the process with Corbin making boards. They've made a lot of big, big leaps there. And if you looked at the performance over, over the Huntington, uh, contest, they did very well and talked about fins. One of the things that I was, uh, very, they're the only guys that I saw out there that are riding, uh, a substantially larger back fin, um, the center fin than the side fins, uh, compared to the, the, the whole, rest of the group and it's working for them especially if you saw justin took down kiahi in round three that's an impressive win right there uh in conditions they both surfed great it wasn't kiahi did not have an off heat justin just beat him so that was uh impressive to see there and you wonder how much drive he's getting out of that fin it's made me want to play with it and so i'm gonna at some point here find a nice back fin a little bit bigger than what i've been riding and try it out they're bigger dudes too. They're probably in the 170 to 185 range. So without further ado, thank you guys for listening to the uh, soliloquy there. And we've got a, a great episode coming at you. So stay tuned for that and shoot me an email, eric, E-R-I-K, at paddlewoo.com. If you've got questions, thoughts, feedback, I'd love to hear it as long as it's constructive. All right, guys. See ya. It's the Paddlewoo Podcast. We are here in Huntington Beach right now. We're sitting out front of the Paddlewoo headquarters. And we'll be doing a series of interviews this week, this being the first. So, Justin, thank you for being on the show here. Why don't you give the audience an overview of who you are and your role in, in stand-up paddle surfing? Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us. Um, I'm Justin Bing from Cape Town, South Africa, 20, 26 years old. And uh, yeah, I've been competing in stand-up paddleboard events for the last five years. I've done all the, the ISA events in, in the South America and uh, Central America countries. This is my second time to Huntington Beach, though. Uh, luckily enough, got a, a wild card entry into this event, so really looking forward to hopefully getting some waves. It was a bit flat today, but hopefully we get some waves coming in the, in the next few days. Right on. How did you get the wild card? Did you submit for it, or did they just look I, at your body I'd, and work? I surfed, I surfed in the event uh, last year. Here. Um, yeah, I surfed okay. it here last year, and maybe they like my surfing. I'm not sure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go last year for you? Here? Last year wasn't uh, wasn't as didn't do as great as I hoped. Um, also struggling with a bit of a knee injury last year, so I'm um, coming back a bit fitter and stronger this year. So uh, hoping, hoping to do a bit better for sure. Okay, right on, right on. Yeah. And you guys have been in country now for a while, right? I've been here for a few days. T- uh, Taryn and Tom have been here for a while, so okay. they've just uh, filled me in on uh, the, the where the waves are and uh, where the good places are to eat. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I've just come in, come and rolled in. Uh, went actually went to Six Flags the other day. Got some on the roller coasters. So he's d definitely getting the full tourist experience here. Right on. And we are recording this out <coughs> front, so there's going to be some street traffic noise. Just uh, sorry about that, but it's so much nicer outside right now. Um, who do you surf for? I have. Uh, we all surf for Corban Stand Up Paddle Boards. Okay. Um, it's the guy we've been we've been working with those boards for. Um, for the last year or so, obviously the sport's changing really quickly. So, um, and at the moment we're all on on top of the range boards, like we, being able to compete with these guys. Otherwise, if we're not on the right boards, um, we wouldn't be able to compete. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys for for sorting us out and um, getting getting us here. Actually, right on. What are the dimensions of the board you're riding? We all yeah, we all uh, genuine on similar things. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit heavier. I've got a bit more of a beer belly, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, mine's probably a little bit chunkier, but uh, it's uh, seven seven four by twenty uh, twenty five. Seven four twenty five. Yeah, Tom's I think a little bit uh, edge around seventy seventy five eighty liters. Seventy five eighty yeah. liters. Okay. Yeah. Where do you sink it to? I get down to, uh, down to my knees. Yeah. Down to your knees. Down to my knees, and then um, yeah, it's it's hard work. Definitely on the smaller boards, you have to get your fitness level has to be uh, a lot a lot higher than cruising around the other big boards. So. Um, the smaller you go, definitely your fitness uh, comes into comes into play. Um, but the, the yeah, the boards are constantly changing, and, and we have 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 to keep up to date with that. And luckily, we have the right guys to to help us out there. Right on, right on. All right, Taryn, give us some background on uh, on your surfing career. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm Taryn King from Cape Town, South Africa. Been surfing for about eleven years. Stand up paddleboarding for three and a half years. Um, the last two years I competed at the ISA Games. Um, 2013 was Nicaragua, and last year, oh, 2014 was Nicaragua, and this year was Mexico. Um, yeah, this year I finished fifth, made semi finals. Nice. Pretty stoked with that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, w when did you make the switch into stand up? What brought you into stand up? Um, I actually started my local break at home, a pretty weak wave, it's often quite small. So when it was really small, I'd take out fairly sizey paddle boards and just play around. And then I really started enjoying it. Right. And yeah, that's when it all came about. That's interesting. A lot of folks, me included, didn't get into it as a real way to surf. I got hurt and started doing it for rehab. And I was like, oh. I think I'm going to catch a wave on this thing. <laughs> and then like two years later, it's all I wanted to do, yeah. right? Yeah, well, my, my longboard, and I used to longboard a lot before, um, kind of collecting dust in the garage. <laughs> I much prefer stand-up paddleboarding at yeah. the moment. Why Still do you enjoy. prefer it? Um, it's just a lot more versatile, like mm -hmm. flat water, downwinds, wave riding. Um, yeah, you've got a lot of options. Gotcha. And then you do the racing and... I do. Yeah. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, but wave riding is what I prefer. Um, I love downwinding. Okay. Uh, flat water racing, I just do it to you if I'm here to compete and have some fun. Gotcha. And so you're surfing in the contest this week? I am. Yeah. I am, yes. Very excited. Where do you stand in the rankings right now? Um, actually, this was my first contest this year. Okay. Um, I was here last year. So then you can't win the world title? Can't win the world title this year. But, um, yeah, in February, I couldn't go to Turtle Bay because Tom and I were getting married that weekend. Congrats. <laughs> um, yeah, who, planned so that? who planned that date? <laughs> no, it was yeah. a bad, bad, <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we actually weren't sure if we were going to be coming on the tour this year when we 
decided on the date. So gotcha. Um, yeah, but I'm glad we got married. <laughs> and um, yeah, so this year, I'm yeah, I really am keen to hopefully do well and get into the final. Yeah, right on, right on. All right, all right. So, Thomas, yeah. your story. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, Thomas King, Cape Town, South Africa. Um, I've been stand-up paddling also like three to four years now. Um, I'm a bit older than, than these two sitting next to me. Uh, so I've been surfing for a very long time. You know, I started as a grom on a bodyboard and uh, then moved to the shortboard, uh, longboarding. And then, um, yeah, also just kind of saw someone had a stand-up paddleboard and um, they, they offered me a go. I jumped on it and, and then... Uh, didn't see one around in South Africa for a long time, actually. Um, Who was the first guy on him in South Africa? Sure. The first one I saw was a, a guy who actually used to bring decline into South Africa, Reynard Faree. Um, Hawaiian? No, he's a South African. Okay. Uh, but I don't know how his connection and how he got the agency and that for South Africa. Um, and then, I don't know, who else? Maybe, Ivan. yeah, Ivan van Furen. What year would uh, this have been? Um, oh gosh, the first time I saw a paddleboard was, I, I might have been just out of school, so that was like 20, uh, yeah, no, 2005 maybe? 2005. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my memory's so bad, but, but <laughs> long, pretty, pretty long ago, yeah. Um, Ivan from Furin actually used to live in Hawaii. Okay. Um, and then he came back to South Africa and... You know, there's been a few a few key guys in South Africa who have really kind of lifted lifted the sport, introduced the sport into South Africa. Um, yeah, and I, I've been lucky, you know, as Justin was saying, riding for Corbin, all three of us. Um, you know, it's it's we get to do a lot of a lot of development with them with wave boards. So we're extremely lucky and race boards, downwind boards. You know, for us, we we're not just another team rider. Um, that's you know we just oh the latest boards are out here we go you know he has your whatever size you want so you're riding custom boards yeah we at the moment we're riding custom boards we've helped develop the 7.6 range the 7.11s um, so the way it know? works with Corbin then and this is an interesting conversation that I've had with a couple other folks notably Giorgio uh, two episodes ago insofar as the starboard athletes are all riding the production boards for the most part yeah and my thought on that was the fact that I don't think that helps the sport progress as much. I don't think the best guys should be on production material because I think they should be helping develop new things that then the general public can get the next year. Yeah. Instead of, I think you draw out the development process there a year. So what is your development process with Corbin for boards? Yeah, so right now, I mean, the, the company, it's been around for a while, and it, it was sold once or twice, um, and now it's a it's a South African-owned company, or well, a guy in South Africa and his partners own it. Okay. Um, so it's, it's when they took it over, it, it had kind of been left behind. Been left behind. So, so the last year, we've just spent, like, kind of seeing, seeing what guys are riding, um, and, then, and then taking it from there, and kind of what what we like you know so we have a local shaper in south africa who shapes all the corbin boards there okay um you know so we'll tell him hey like that that one worked well you know um you know we liked how high the, the, the double concave went or you know not so much or a little bit thin on the tail um and then we kind of you know the guys they put it on file and and then at least they have that standard you know and then from there it's just get in the water and try them um with the, the seven six is is a is a production board, 
Um, the seven fours. What are the dimensions on the seven six? Seven sixty. Yeah, I think seven six twenty six. Maybe twenty six and a half. Yeah. And how? That's the board. Colin just made me a board. Colin McPhillips just made me a board. Seven six twenty six and a half. Yeah. At eighty six liters. Okay. What is that running? You know. Yeah, similar. So it's very okay. similar, and and it actually goes really well. Yeah. I mean, we have it. Yeah, we brought it with us. Um, yeah, just in case it got a bit bigger, we have some that can float if it's mm -hmm. bigger and windy and onshore. You know that thing is yep. stable, but you can still get it on the rail and going. But just back to the board development, I think it's yeah, it's it's okay. We this is the size. These are the rough dimensions, and then it's it's like make boards, and okay, no, that doesn't work so well. You know, let, let's go. We need a bit more literage or a little bit less literage. Yeah. Shaper makes us another board. And, and How so quickly are you going through boards? <laughs> this, that's great, though. Yeah, yeah. That's this year, great. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I've had five, maybe, or six. Okay. I've had a bit more. I think maybe seven, six, seven, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've also had about four or five boards in the last yeah. year. Just four or five boards in the last year. So yeah. that's great. So then... Corbin then with just you guys is going through 15 boards in the last year refining the process. Yeah. And then what are the steps to make those changes into a production board? What are they looking for in a production board out of what you're riding? Is there any process for that? Um, I think it's just kind of something that everybody can, everybody can surf. So it's not like my seven, my seven four at the moment is quite narrow. It's 24 and three quarters. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to go for that board. So that's why we started the production board at 7.6. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit chunkier, got a little bit more volume. And then the entire platinum range is just kind of, it goes um, 7.6, 7.11, um, and 8.5, and, and so up all the way up to 9 foot. But then we've also created a plus size range, which has got more volume. So you've got like a, an 8.5 plus or an 8.6 plus. Um, what does that go out to like 32 wide or something? Yeah. yeah, so that goes super wide. So you've got you've got a small board, but for someone that weighs a little bit more, right. you know, it's still stable enough. Gotcha. All right, Justin. Right now we're seeing the race to the bottom is what I'm calling it, where it's essentially who can paddle the smallest board. I mean, if I, I was talking with Dave Bainey, who's going to be on the show here this week, but we were chatting about the fact that uh, a decent QS surfer could beat the best paddleboarder given a range of conditions on most days, right? Mm -hmm. And as you're seeing boards drop down in size, it, it does, it's a huge advantage for surfing to be able to be on a smaller board. Is that good for the sport? to have the top athletes riding boards that no one else can paddle except for the very top athletes. And do you think that it's becoming too close to shortboarding? Should there be a size restriction on the boards or should it just be, hey, if you can paddle it, you can ride it? I, I think in competition it has its, has its advantages um, uh, and disadvantages like as the smaller the smaller board you're going on, obviously you'd be able to maneuver it a lot a lot easier. And that for for people who watch, uh, they think of stand up paddleboarding as Joe Padwick think, oh, just cruising, and mm -hmm. um, these big old guys just cruising on on paddleboards along the back line. And then they come and watch an event and see guys throwing tail in the air, and it actually kind of draws them to the sport. Thinks, okay, that's not it's not there's a, another element to it. Um, but I th I think 
um, when when it's getting the boards are getting that small, it's it's yeah, it's it's tough. Um, what 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 else are you saying there? Sorry. No, so so <laughs> it was Bo board size going that yeah. small. Is it is it good for the sport? Is it good that the public can't ride the same boards? And where where should that line be? Is there a is there a spot? Obviously, mm -hmm. now you have to stand up throughout your whole heat. That yeah. changes what you can ride a good bit. Yeah. Um. Um. If, if I wasn't if I wasn't competing, I wouldn't be on such a small board. I'll, so I'll if say you're that. just free surfing, you free you don't surfing, like riding I'm, the same board. I'm free surfing obviously I, I free surf on the on the same board just so i could get into it right um but if i wasn't competing at at, uh, at a high level i would be cruising on uh long longer boards having fun um this is also super fun but it's <laughs> yeah well that's where i just landed work. yeah that's right I, so i've been it's in that work. race to the bottom now for a while and then yeah. uh about a month month and a half ago i was back in the states and i picked up a 78 liter 74245 starboard the sean mm -hmm. pointer model I've talked about this on the show a little bit, uh, and I just decided I was just going to ride that exclusively for the last six weeks until this contest. And it was a huge challenge to get. I, mean, I was thinking it to like mid thigh, right? Because I'm I was like five kilos less float than I weigh. You know, it's wow. pr pretty negative there. But I was figuring all these kids are doing, it, I'm going to do it. Um, and I finally got to where I could paddle it pretty good. I could catch waves, but I wasn't having much fun on it anymore i mean yeah. now the photos are amazing i mean you do that turn it's the best photo you've got on a stand-up mm. but the fun factor went down a lot and so it has me questioning kind of where that realm should be and what i've landed on is that i think i'm going to ride pretty much equal weight to float or maybe a little bit more uh you know and it changes the it changes what you can do a little bit but i don't know if you guys saw colin's heat yesterday yeah. you know he's riding in eight four i think that board is yeah, yeah. 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 I think and I think Colin's boards haven't changed since we did the first ISA games in like two years. No, they haven't. I remember me and uh, myself and Ivan van Fieren who went there on our Corbin Vibes, which is a an eight foot by twenty nine, twenty nine and a half, and we got there for the first worlds. We didn't know anything about paddleboarding um, overseas or anything, so we got there and we <laughs> saw all these guys on surfboards. Like I, we weren't sure we were doing hang fives and hang tens and helicopters and stuff like that, and we weren't sure how it would work, how how that would would be judged and everything. So we were taking off, doing the longest nose rides, switch for cutbacks and helicopters, and getting threes and fours, and like couldn't quite understand it. And then saw these guys doing these radical maneuvers on their on their um on their short boards. Uh, one plus thing was that we could hustle them a lot easier on our on our bigger boards, yeah. <laughs> paddle circles around them, and catch a lot more waves. Um, but we had to, uh, yeah, we had to go back to the drawing board after that. And I think every every year having guys from South Africa competing overseas um, helps because when we get back there, we can take what we've learned over here yep. um, and put them into development of our boards over there. And it's it's, uh, it's helping to put us as South African uh, standard paddleboarders on the map and um, able to compete with with the yeah international guys and international brands like Starboard and and Nation, all those guys. So it's yeah, it's really positive for us. Right on. Can I, can I yeah. yeah. Thomas is going to chime in here. <laughs> yeah, I, th this is also like it's, it's quite a point for me, especially back home. You know, a lot of, as you say, a lot of the guys are getting to that, that place where it's so, some guys can't even really stand on the board. You know, you just see up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, you know, so so I always push, as you said, for, for you've got to be standing the whole time, you know. Um, 
and, and I think for for progression for the sport, I think I think it's good that guys are going smaller. But I think you know it's there. There will become a time where you can't ride a board that you're sinking up to your chest, and you know there's just there's going to be a place where you're not going to be able to get it out the water again. Um, so yeah, as, as I said, I think for the public and contests and that it, it's good. But and I think most of the people that are are stand up paddleboarding out like these days are, are riding longboard type styles or bigger boards as you say to bring the fun element that's that's why we started you know that's why most people start is get more waves stay stay fit and healthy you know so so that's kind of you know where i think that's going and um yeah yeah we'll just have to see where it's you lose some of the glide too which i mean one of the things i think is so fun about the sport is that you have um you have this element of longboarding which you guys are longboarders you get this to where you can be incredibly smooth in between maneuvers but then with the paddle you can do just incredibly explosive maneuvers at the same time and when you drop down you kind of lose you lose that style in the middle maybe a little bit too yeah definitely i think i think with going small i mean i know there's there's a point where it's you know what i've seen is is a lot of paddleboarders are just becoming very flicky Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there are some guys like Mo is a very powerful surfer. Sure. Um, you know, there are the guys do have power, but but it's still becoming very you know as I said flicky. Right. Um, you know, uh, so um, yeah, I think yeah, the the smaller you go, as you say, you know, you got you kind of you know you have to start start working a lot it harder to keep the flow, and you know you might bounce a bit more or, or whatever it is you do to to get your speed. So. So yeah, for me, for me, I, I'm kind of on my limit. I think I found for now until I get another year older and a few kilograms heavier. <laughs> I, th- I, I think I found what works for me. You know, I can you can always play around with the change up the rails a bit or you know small things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, play with the rocker, but yeah, and there. But uh, but I think for me, my my seven four uh, twenty four and three quarters is kind of where I'm at. Maybe try take off a quarter on the width, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm not convinced that standard shortboard uh templates are where the sport will end up i still think there may be a better way to hide volume that that someone might figure out over the next little while that because you do have a paddle you don't need the same rail lines um and there might be a better way to i'd like to see more experimentation on that there's some guys doing it and i think yeah that's pretty neat but yeah definitely some some guys put in some crazy shapes and designs out there um, but I think I think the sport is just kind of booms so fast and so hard that that it's it's kind of yeah you know there's going to be a point where everyone's going to reach their limit bottom out as you said and then I think it will kind of get back to a point of you know mm-hmm. that kind of back to kind of floating and and um, yeah changing up the rails thinning out the rails you know thicker decks and right yeah so on that on that subject there I guess I'm not the I love competitive surfing. I like watching competitive surfing, but as a competitor, I hate it because you're <laughs> such at the whim of conditions yep. and the subjectivity of judging, which yep. I don't like at all. So, and in stand-up, for some reason, I feel like it's even more to that level. I feel like the criteria for shortboarding is so established; it's pretty easy to tell what's better. But then in stand-up, there are so many ways to approach the same turn. It's even more subjective on what a judge likes. That I'm starting to advocate for a more um, free surf style of stand-up and I'd like to see more incredible videos and I'd, yeah. the sport getting out there and being monetized yeah. in that way more so than in competition what do you think about that um 
Yeah, I think, yeah, subjectivity, it's uh, it's something that, I mean, I've been competing for a long time, and, and you, you have your days where the judges are your friends, you have your days where they're not. And, and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a nice thing, but I think that, that kind of beach spectating in a way is something that I think will always be there, you know, for the beach crowd. But uh, what, what you're saying about the whole video, you know, the video side of video competition is definitely, I think it's, it's exciting, it's fun, mm-hmm. um, it's new. Uh, you know, guys can do it at, at their home break, you know, choose a few waves and, and get the good days out there and not have to spend like $5,000 to go on a surf trip in the, you know, in the Mentawis or somewhere to to get good waves you yeah. know um, or I to go and compete even you know for us as south africans traveling is a is a nightmare you know i mean since since we've been here the exchange rates gone she's i mean it must have gone up by like yeah we don't even <laughs> we don't even con- i mean when we maybe it's like 14 rand to one dollar so it's like i mean yeah so like a mcdonald's meal would probably be like two dollars yeah yeah so so, wow. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's expensive for us to travel. Um, expensive with our South African visa um, passports. You need visas for like most countries. So for us to come on the tours, like you got to apply for visas, which is also very expensive, um, and then book flights in advance, obviously. And so it's yeah, it all adds up. It's really expensive. So. <laughs> Let's talk South Africa a bit. I've never been there except for watching the world tour and J-Bay yeah. and whatnot. Uh, what's it like? What's the sub scene like there? What, what are the um, breaks like? Recently, it's be- like just boomed. Um, there's always been, for the last two or three years, there's been a fair amount of stand-up paddleboarders, but I think this last year has kind of just skyrocketed with with lots and lots of guys getting into the sport and women, lots of women getting into the sport, which is really cool. Um yeah, there are obviously going to be some breaks where surfers don't really like the paddle borders, where it, like it's like that all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of a lot of good waves in South Africa to to sup at, and yeah, really good downwinders. We got probably some of the best wind in the world in our summer. <laughs> very very strong winds, and yeah, it's really good. Where do you normally surf? Um, I normally surf in Musenberg, which is in False Bay. Okay. Um, shark, shark capital of the world. <laughs> shark capital of the world. Really? No, I don't know if it's the if capital of the world, if but it's, not the capital, it's, the it's close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think all South African surfers would be stand-up surfers at this yeah. point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I like to be on my stand-up paddleboard at Musenberg because it's a little bit scary. But do you see I, a lot of sharks there? Um, no, I don't see a lot of sharks. We got shark spotters, which do an incredible job there up on the mountain and they they go on shift at eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the evening and they're continuously watching usually the sharks swim in from seal island which is a couple of k's out to sea come come round down into musenberg and through to fishhook and as soon as they see them approaching the shoreline they just set off a siren and get everyone out the water wait for the sharks to pass and Do they usually come in schools packs no yeah. no. no but they can be up to Sounds like, like five like a day I, I yeah. groups of <laughs> sharks swarming in um, but they can be up to like five sirens going off in one day when wow. when the visibility is good <laughs> are there a lot of attacks there too um we've had a couple uh-huh. but nothing uh, the last one was two years ago was it last year? Oh. No, 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 no. Um, 
Mossel Bay, so up the coast. Yeah, but that's area. not Miesenberg, yeah. yeah. There are a couple, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about the whole Mick drama? Um, sure. I think, first of all, he is, he is very lucky and unlucky in, in the same breath. What, was um, it an attack? No, I don't. I don't no. think it was an attack. I mean, a shark is a. It's a predator. You right. know, if if he wants to eat you, he's going to eat you. Right. So I, I think that he he must have just been swimming swimming by, or you know, I don't know. He was just just on a Sunday cruise, really, <laughs> and uh, happened to come across Mick in the water. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's very scary. I, I've been surfing for probably twenty five years now, and I've seen maybe two fins touch wood. That's all I've ever seen. So, so I, to be in that situation, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine it. And I mean, he did he did a very good job to to react the way he did, um, and get back in the water so soon after he did. Um, yeah, I think I think a shark was just on a cruise, and he might he might have bumped him or caught his leash, or you know, I don't know, something spooked him just at that moment, or you know, it's really hard to say. But uh, yeah, sharks are they always in the back of your mind in South Africa, no matter where you where you are is that going to hurt south african surfing tourism you think no not one bit i don't not think so bit. no i mean i mean there's there's musenberg where where we surf all the time where taron was saying is it's probably one of the top 10 learn to surf beaches in the world learn to surf beaches. learn beginner, to surf beaches. beaches yeah and and that's where the shark spotters are i mean it's they do do a good job Hundreds and yeah i mean that's the siren goes off it sounds like an old uh uh, air raid siren, the ones you wind up, and that thing goes off. People come in twenty minutes, half an hour, and everyone's back in the water. Um, yeah, so that's good. But I think Justin can can maybe fill you in a bit about what they have going up in Durban with the shark nets and and that that whole situation. because yeah, I've been living in Durban for the last last two years, where the water's a lot a lot warmer uh-huh. uh, than Cape Town. Cape Town, the water's freezing. So I got I went up there just for a bit of work and to. Actually, you can get a lot fitter up there. The water's warm, the air's warm. We've got this a beautiful setup. Every morning's glassy offshore. So, um, but there, it's you also pick up the same swells. Uh, yeah, we do get similar swells. We generally get it a bit later. Okay. Um, but we, um, yeah, we also have shark nets there, so it's it's super safe. You can go surfing till till late at late at night, and well, not late at night when the sun sets. You can, you still feel safe out there. Um, so they've got yeah, a whole bunch of shark nets up and down, up and down the coast. You see guys swimming up and down there, um, because there were there were quite a few issues there in the past. So um, I think they have looked at that for Musenberg and and um, and all that. But I think it's I think it's going to be do, doing too much um, damage than than actually um, helping people. So helping people stay safe. So they probably too much damage to the ecology. To the ecology. And yeah. Yeah. So it's not really worth the worth it for sure. You just got to take take the risk. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it keeps the crowds on, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I don't think that's possible at Musenberg, but um, I remember one one incident um, clearly where I was I was paddleboarding at the at the back line and I saw this, uh, probably about a three meter shadow about two meters away from me, um, and I uh, kind of identified it that it was a, a great white, but it was going so slowly on its own mission, and uh, none of, none of the surfers could see it, so it was just cruising next to me. And I was shouting to the surfers, hey, there's a shark. And actually went underneath one of my friend's dads. And I uh, said, uh, just <laughs> don't freak out, but there's a, a shark underneath you. Um, obviously, he freaked out and started paddling. But 
if the if the shark wants to attack you, well, you won't you won't see it. I won't see it coming for you. Yeah, I like that. We uh, I was surfing the other day down in Dog Patch, and I took my daughter out, yeah. you know, for a minute, and then I'm paddling out with Colin like 20 minutes later. Me and my daughter were there swimming around. He's like, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to scare you, but. We've been seeing a lot of little white sharks in this area, just so you know. I was like, thanks for telling me after I was so my little eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the signs up on the beach. Um, yeah. Like yeah, a couple, couple days. Um, oh, one of the first days we got here, we went for a surf up there, up that way. And uh, it was just Taryn and I. There were a couple other guys, you know, but I don't know, 50, 100 meters either side of us. And um, I think... She, we had both just caught a wave and I was a bit further out than her and she went over a wave and she saw a fin um, but I, I think I'd seen it and I I just kind of dismissed it as a, it was a dolphin but um, yeah she, she was pretty paranoid and, and still swears that it was a shark but so we, we got out and uh, hung on the beach for a while and um, yeah and then uh, you know a few days we've been down at the beach um, various places and seen signs in the sand that um, shark shark has been spotted. I don't know. They don't give dates and times, so I don't know when when the shark was. Could have been when, ten minutes ago. Or like, I yeah. actually have one of those signs in my car, and when the waves are good, I just put <laughs> it on the beach when I go surf. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, shark spotted. Yeah, you just need some Leave contest vests and the shark spotted sign, <laughs> and there we go. You can surf perfect waves. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's a lot yeah, different the, here. Uh, different size. South Africa, like seven meter bus. <laughs> Buses, uh, <laughs> submarines. <laughs> submarines. They call them literally the submarines because they're, they're that big. So, oh my goodness! Um, yeah, they're like little, I don't know, sardines. <laughs> so, <laughs> feel a little bit more safer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Costa Rica, where I live, yeah. we have sharks, but they're you don't see a lot of them. I think yeah. the Chinese uh, and the yeah. Japanese had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Actually, when I was in Costa Rica, the first time I saw uh, one of those saltwater crocodiles. Yeah, we have those. That, that's. I think that's even more scary. It, 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 it is because you're actually their food. Yeah. That's, they'd like to eat you. Um, it's interesting. Every, every, actually, the last two years, it's been really dry. And the last two years uh, in April, which is kind of the end of our dry season, it's getting incredibly dry. We've had spottings uh, in three breaks that I surf at all the time where the crocs are swimming out into the lineup because they're looking for food because the rivers are so dry. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about inspirations, um, folks who you think are really leading the charge outside of yourselves. You're not allowed. That's you're not allowed to talk about how good you are. <laughs> My damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it takes the pressure off. So you can yeah. talk about other people, and obviously yeah. they're not as good as you are. But you can. You're not allowed to talk about yourself. No, that's so. Okay, cool. Well, I'll just I'll kick it off since I'm yeah. holding the mic here. Yeah. And <laughs> um, why? Who? Who? And why? Who's really so inspiring? I think, I think um, for me at the moment, you know, I, I'm a bit older, so I'm I'm more into the the power kind of surfing. Um. So so at the moment, I would say I would say I'm really enjoying most surfing. Um. Giorgio, I really enjoy watching him. He's got a good clean style. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Kyo as well. Um, yeah, he's he's always good to watch and he's consistent. Yep. And then I would say probably Kai too. You know, I mean, 
I saw we saw his movie last night for the first time, and uh-huh. and I think just as a waterman, Kai is someone for me that's you know that's kind of <laughs> what you inspired to be is you know enjoy enjoy the ocean for everything that it that it can offer. Um, yeah, so those guys, you know, they they all pushing the barrier, they're all doing doing airs, they're all going crazy. But I also I enjoy to watch them, you know, really lay it on the rail and and you know stomp down the back foot and. Big yep. spray in that. So. I just wish there was swell here right now. Yeah. I'm sitting on the beach this morning, and you've got Mo and Kayo yeah. yeah. and Kai Bates and you guys yeah. and everybody in the water <laughs> sitting right out front, and it's one foot. Yeah. And everybody's doing little chop hops yeah. or riding inflatables Yeah, yeah just having fun. Huh? Right. So it's, I think it's kind yeah, of over. Probably, probably the four of them and then obviously my wife and my, my teammate, Justin. You know, they, they're inspiring, and, and, you know, they both rip. You know, we travel together. They, you know, there's there's lots of reasons for them too. So yeah. Right on. All right, Taryn, who you got? <laughs> I've got the obvious one, Izzy Gomez. Izzy, um, yeah. Yeah, she's. Uh, I was speaking to her in the water today, and I actually completely forgot she was even 15 years old, and already has won a world title. Um, so yeah, it's just really it's amazing to see someone so young with so much drive and determination. Um, she rips. Another um, really, really good surfer is Shakira. Yep. Um, she's one of my favorites. She's got a lot of power, um, a lot of style. And, yeah, I know she works hard back home. So it's, it's really cool to see someone working so hard to be where she's at at the moment. Um, and she's also a really good racer. She's strong on yep. a race board. Um, and then also Ibaya, Ibaya Moreno. She's not here this year. She's and not here. No, no, she unfortunately has a windsurfing commitment in Germany. But, um, yeah, she surfs really, really well. So I guess it's my advantage that she's not here this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she's really, really good. And um, I competed against her at the um, in Mexico at ISA. So, yeah, those right are my on. girls. Any, <laughs> any guys besides um, your husband? Yeah, besides <laughs> my husband and my coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, guys, I would... I'd have to go with Kai Laney. Um, he's just an all-round really good waterman. Um, and then also Sean Pointer. He surfs really, really well. Mm, sharp. Um, yeah. Very sharp surfing. Like his, like his surfing and Mo. Yeah, mm. those three are the top three standouts in, in my mind. Right on. All yeah. right, Justin, you're going to have to bring some new names to the table. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to agree with all, of that, all those names for sure. Um, also, Sean, I've surfed with him in the last couple ISA events. He's done all the ISA events. Mm-hmm. Um, he's won it twice now, and just as a as a competitor surfing against him, he's he's really competitive and uh, um, super strong, super fast paddling in the water. So, um, yeah, on that that way, he knows how to surf to to a judging criteria, and I think it's really good. Another 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 guy I surfed with uh, in ISA was obviously Colin McPhillips. Yep. Um, and for for a guy his age being able to compete against these these guys at um, and still dropping really good scores like he did yesterday in the trials. That's amazing. It's a, it's really amazing. He's just obviously I enjoy it because he comes from a, a longboarding background as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas all three of us come from a longboarding background, so uh, the, being able to make that transition and being able to shortboard, being able to longboard, being able to stand a paddleboard, I think that's that's what makes a really good like water, waterman. And um, I think he's a, a good example there. And it's nice to see that he's bringing his, his kid into the game now as well. Yeah. And there was no holding back for him. You could see Dad on the, on the beach coaching him into every wave. And he's definitely got Colin's uh, contest uh, mind 
mindset you could see that yeah oh <laughs> definitely sure, Con- sure. Colin is the ultimate tactician yeah in definitely. the water for sure um, I mean he watched it on the beach yesterday and was like this this little beat this little sandbar is about to start breaking everybody's gonna we were talking right before this heat everybody's gonna surf over here I'm gonna sneak over there and then he went out there and just kind of slowly snuck over to that way. <laughs> Picked off four, had like a seven, and they had the field comboed. Yeah. Crazy. Right? Uh, it, hel- it helps. I, I remember them a, a couple a couple years with uh, Ian Kens as their, their coach, mm-hmm. Sean as well as, as Colin. And they'll sit there for hours in the just below the judging tower where the judges would look from, and they would uh, Ian especially would analyze, 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 and every time they'll be, be on, the, on the right spot. Um, so I think I think Ian's had a good influence on both those guys for sure. Yeah. Um, we we were we were hoping to get a free a few um, <laughs> maybe free coaching lessons, but I think he charges a quite a <laughs> quite a fee. Ian and for for a South African, yeah, we're not we're not quite up there to to be able to do that. So we have to rely on each other's coaching techniques for for the time being. <laughs> you should just hang out with Colin a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> If we come up against each other, I'll give you a wave, Colin. Just <laughs> help me Sounds out. Sounds like a fair deal. <laughs> yeah, right cool. on. Anyone else on that list? Uh, yeah, de- definitely um, Kai, Kai Lenny. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just, uh, he's the one of the first guys I've seen do a full air reverse. Um, I didn't even know that was possible. And that was done like three years ago. <laughs> and that was before, jeez, oh, I could even do a 360. So it's, <laughs> it's seeing, seeing things like that is, yeah. It's amazing and, and good for the sport when when people see that on YouTube or whatever, um, they get a completely different um, outlook on on stand-up paddleboarding. I think yeah. he's good. He's good for the for the sport for sure. Definitely, definitely. So we're gonna run the event. The event's gonna run tomorrow. It looks okay. like, and then the main event will probably start on Tuesday. Is that right? Um, I think the um, the ladies' main event's gonna start tomorrow too. Oh, right on. Because um, we were supposed to start today. We had the well, we were going to finish the the women's water woman invitational today. Mm-hmm. We had I still had to do the shortboarding, and then um, but that obviously didn't run. So that'll end tomorrow, and then go into the ladies' main event. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. so tiny. We need like a, a, another one foot to make it one and a half foot. <laughs> <laughs> At least something. Yeah. Or like low tide through the whole day. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't even know what co- conditions are good. Yeah, what wind you need or where the swell must come from. But, uh, it's going to be brutal. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Eh? But um, America's right. been good otherwise. Been pulled over by the cops a couple of times. Got a few fines, but uh, <laughs> dri- driving. We drive in on the opposite what are you side. You holding your pine out the yeah. window while you drive. <laughs> <laughs> we drive on the opposite side of the road in South Africa, so uh, it's it's fine driving on the big roads. It's it's not a problem. But when you pull into small parking lots or in a little town, and and you just happen to hit up a, a double lane road that's actually for cars that are coming towards you. Uh, it's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the sirens go, he's like, please pull over, and I'm like, oh, no, and I, he comes up to my window, he's like, do you know why I'm pulling you over, sir? I'm like, I really have no idea. He's like, you know, you just went up a one way. I was like, I didn't even know that, I'm so sorry. Uh, he obviously picked up on the accent, and I don't know, the the, the rental car, and, and, you know, he he was cool. He was like, just really, you need to pay attention, and all of that, so that was cool. But yeah, I met. America's been good to us, so we're enjoying it. Tara and I have been here for a month now, and um, yeah, you know, everyone's friendly, and 
The lifestyle here in California is so awesome. Yeah, I've never really heard yeah. of it before either. I love it. Yeah, everyone's cool. up early, running, cycling, doing something. You know, the beach is packed. There's always games going on on the beach. You know, there's, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. There's a baby probably here right now shouting right next to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, to wrap things up, let's go through some questions that everybody always wants to know. What paddles are you using? Where are you cutting them? Start um, off with paddles. Sure. At the moment, uh, <laughs> Carbonero paddles. Okay. Um, uh, wave paddle. I I'm still figuring that out, but at the, I mean, the one I have at the moment is uh roughly on my forehead okay um i have a one that's a tiny bit shorter at home race paddle is uh, roughly 10 10 percent taller than me i think that's gotcha. kind of where i measured it at um yeah for me the paddles is is you know some guys are just going incredibly short mm -hmm. and uh it just comes down to preference really you know i i, I want to I like to be comfortable, you know, I want to have some reach. I don't want to have to hurt my back bending down the whole time. And so, yeah, that's, that seems to be working for me at the moment. The theme that we've noticed here is that little taller folks have been going a little shorter on paddles. So, you know, most of the guys that are like six feet or over cutting them probably around their nose. And then the folks that are a little bit shorter, like the five, 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 six guys are cutting them a little over their forehead. Yeah, kind of like that's the it's like a little inverse relationship there, height to paddle. Do you like a uh, a stiffer paddle, or do you like a little flex in your paddle? Um, I like a little flex in the paddle. Um, for wave, I like a bit of a bit of a bigger blade. Um, racing, just so my arms don't get tired. I like like right. a, a bit of a, a longer, narrower blade, um, just so you can keep up the high cadence, you know, over a longer period. Um, yeah, but a, a bit of flex. I don't like them too stiff. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for me. How's that fit with you, Taryn? I, uh, wave riding paddle, I'm using a quick blade. Okay. Um, the Kanaha 90, I think it quick is. Quick blade Kanaha, okay. Yeah. Um, 90. Yeah. Keep it, yeah. Um, it's a little bit shorter than, <laughs> than usual because <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin took it for a little test drive and snapped the, the handle off by accident. <laughs> So you so lost I, a couple inches to, on the paddle? I lost a couple of inches. I had to cut it down and put a new handle in, but it's all good. So it's kind of like just below my nose. So how do you like that? Um, I've got used to it. In the beginning, it was it was a little bit difficult to get used to, but uh -huh. I've, now it, it seems fine. Did you find balance was better with a shorter paddle? Um, No, not necessarily. No. Um, no it That's was, a theme. Yeah, it was just the only thing I found was I kept on missing the water. Um when I took a stroke mm -hmm. every now and again or doing a little snap into the wave like I'd miss the wave, miss the water. But other than that, I've, it's been fine. I've got used to it now. Um, yeah, so that's a slightly wider blade and then race paddle, also the quick blade trifecta, um, slightly narrower blade. Okay. Um, really, really like that. Um, I used to find my, my arms and my shoulders got tired very quickly with another paddle I was using and the trifecta is really helped me get through that so yeah right really on. like those paddles justin cool yeah i'm also using the the uh, what's it kanaha 90 uh -huh. um i also cut to about four wave running onto about my forehead but i've i've used a, f a few paddles in the past and i'm not really faced when it comes to <laughs> wave riding about my paddle 
Um, it, it just doesn't have to be, if it's too flexible, that's a problem. But if it's stiff enough and uh, it gets me onto the wave, then it's, it's really, it's fine. For a yeah, for a couple of years, I used um, really heavy paddles. And um, it was maybe because my, my boards are really big. But as long as the... As long as <laughs> exactly, as long as the, the boards uh, the boards going, and the paddles there just to get me into the wave and kind of pivot off the paddle. Um, uh, when it comes to racing, though, I, I like to have a light a light paddle. Um, also, it's uh, pretty stiff, so um, and cut to the right height, so I don't I just don't start hurting my my shoulders or my back or anything. So don't prevent prevent injuries really. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fin setups. Um, I use. Um, I use uh, two plus one, so two uh, quite quite large uh, side fins. Okay. Um, and then my, my I have a box back fin, probably about a five five and a half inch back fin. Um, and then I play with that back fin, going depending on how big the waves are, I'll shift it forward if it's uh, yeah if it's quite small. If it gets a bit bigger, I'll shift it backwards. Um, but I just find that uh, that that fin it, it it doesn't slide out too easily. So your side fins are a little bigger than your back fin, or vice versa? Uh, vice versa, the back okay. fin is the the big one. So you're riding a five five back fin. With what, like a normal futures or yeah, normal futures, on the, futures on, the side. on the side. Um, and I just yeah, I just find that it it catches a lot better um, when you because with with uh, stand up paddleboarding now you, the guys are kicking the tail out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I find when I was on the on the quad it, it kept sliding, it didn't catch again. With this with the with the bigger back fin, it catches again. You can get straight into your your next maneuver. Gotcha. Um, for sure. But then it's a little bit harder to throw the tail out on the face. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta push harder. Just push harder. <laughs> push harder, exactly. Slide the fin up a little bit. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. So, that's, so you're that off the quads. Me. You're onto a two plus one setup with the smaller side fins and, and, back fin. and a little bit bigger back. It's probably a similar, very Normal. similar to my longboard setup. Yeah, I was about to say it sounds like a, a very longboardish yeah. setup. Very similar. Um, yeah. The back fin then is a thruster type fin, not like a more hatchety fin no it is a yeah thruster type type shape okay. for sure all right um, that's that's us everyone has their different preferences but that seems to work for me gotcha yeah. and have you played around a lot with that um i i haven't played around too much like uh, i did the the quad setup for a while um and i found that in the smaller um small maybe smaller waves small um uh bumpy onshore waves it, it, it went right like you get a lot of speed but it, you couldn't get that that vertical projection you can get with the with the thrust that drive off the bottom. Right. Um, so, and that's what they they're kind of looking for now in the, in paddleboarding. Not too much lateral surfing. The guys that are going vertical are getting the, mm -hmm. the points, and that that yep. fin setup seems to be able to help me to do that a lot better. Yep. Yeah, yeah I found that stand up is because you can create so much drive off the bottom with the paddle and the leverage. It's all about just having. The, what is the minimum effective fin to hold you in that bottom turn because it's so for easy sure. to slide out and then you lose all your speed for sure so whatever i think the smallest amount of fin that you can have to get you off the bottom is what is what you should be riding and yeah. it's interesting playing around with quads versus thrusters in that regard yeah. um i'd like to see your board maybe i'm gonna check it out definitely the next day or i'm so. pulling on the beach on tomorrow the beach. yeah yeah show you for sure fins for you taryn um yeah mine's pretty much the same okay. um Quad, I just found I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in control. I felt like I was sliding out a lot. I tend to sometimes do quite a deep bottom turn. And um, yeah, and I was just, I felt like I was sliding out at the bottom of the wave quite a bit. Uh, so mine are exactly the same, two future side fins um, and then a slightly bigger middle box fin. Um, I didn't, this board, my new board, I've just got, I actually didn't even get a an option for the quad setup. I didn't even ask for the option 
um, because I never ride it as a quad. Gotcha. So, yeah, I just feel like I've got a lot more control in, with the, the thruster, the two plus one. Yeah. And you're doing the longboard box in the back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That seems seems like a good option. Yeah. Especially if someone blows back fin placement, then it's board ruined. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Thomas, you? Yeah, for me, uh, pretty much the same. I think I think I got, uh, well, I do have the two plus one, and my side fins, I think, are four and a halfs. Uh-huh. My back fin is pretty big. It's a six, I think, or six, is it a six? six-inch fin, I think, or somewhere around there. Um, yeah, also, I mean, I've, I've played around a bit, but I kind of, the I, the back fin, I like to go a bit smaller. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just got to get one of those because Taryn was using the bigger back fin, and then she tried the smaller one. And <laughs> So you got to give the wife the what she likes, eh? Um, <laughs> so, so we'll get on to that. Um, yeah, quads, are, I've never been a fan of a quad. Eh? It's no. just, no. For me, I, I, don't, I know maybe my surfing just doesn't suit it, or I don't know, but just never had a good surf on a quad. I've never enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I, I just stay away. You know, same, same <laughs> with, yeah, yeah stay, <laughs> stay clear of the quad. Um, Have you tried the Colin back fin, the Colin future setup? Like no, that? I haven't. I haven't tried that. Um, yeah. I've just got the. I think I have a medium fin. Yeah, the four and a half is a medium fin. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll ask Colin. Yeah, try out his fins. Yeah. his his whole fin setup is, I don't know what how how tall it is in inches, but it's probably half an inch, maybe uh, uh, would it be two fifths or a half an inch bigger than the like the AM twos. Yeah, uh, but all around, all three fins okay. the same size, including oh, wow. a back slider or, or long yeah, yeah. fin, whatever yeah. box fin. Yeah, the box fin's nice. So you can, as Justin was saying, you just you can play with it. You know, yeah. the size if it's smaller. Or you want, you know, you want a bit more drive, just shift it back. You want a bit looser, shift it forward. Um, you know, even if it gets bigger, you can, you know, if you're riding a smaller, smaller back fin, then, you know, it's eight feet, you want a bit bit more hook, you can just, you know, chuck, chuck in the bigger fin. So, yeah, man. Well, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we are. Um, also in South Africa, we have, a, we have a lot of, the water is quite bumpy. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, you get the glass and that, but there's a lot of movement in the water in South Africa. So I think in South Africa, the, the bit of the bigger fins, well, at least for me, is, is um, helps yeah, you track a little better. Yeah, helps you track better. Um, gives you a bit more stability. So that's yeah, I, I enjoy that. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully I have my my smaller middle back fin by the by the time my first heat comes around. <laughs> you guys will be changing fins back and forth on the beach <laughs> yeah, in between yeah, yeah. heats. Oh, I just steal Collins before his heat. Okay. There you go. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Closing thoughts. Anything you want to leave folks with? Um. Jeez, I think just uh, if you haven't tried supping, get on it. You know, grab a board from somewhere, have fun, keep paddling. Um, yeah, it's a great way to stay fit and and um, yeah, just in, enjoy the water, enjoy the ocean, respect everyone that uses it, and uh, have a good time. Yeah, same for me. Um, stoked to be in California. Stoked to be here. And yeah, if you haven't tried stand-up paddleboarding, definitely give it a go. It doesn't matter how old you are or how unfit you are, you can get on the water, get on flat water. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good way to to it's a good lifestyle. And yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been <laughs> fun.
Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, thanks to my, my teammates, Tom and Taryn. It's been awesome traveling with them. I actually think um, we kind of blew this a little bit. We probably should have done this at like 7 o'clock at night over beers, and it probably would have been a, <laughs> a much more lively show. <laughs> yeah. What's it? It's, it's, only, it's only Sunday. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks for everyone. Also, back home, the, the guys at home really support us. Um, it's really, as we say, I said earlier, it's tough from coming from South Africa to get overseas and travel and compete and everything. So we've got a lot of support from the guys back home, and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't all, all be here. So it's Send me links to whoever's back home helping you guys out, and we'll throw it in the, in the sure. show notes. For sure. And yeah. yeah. Thanks Give for having out. us, and we'll, we'll see you on the beach tomorrow. Yeah, all right. Laka, <laughs> bro. It's the Paddle Podcast.